This is Ryan Tedder, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the lead vocalist of One Republic, Ryan Tedder. Ryan started playing music at age three and since then has become one of the most successful songwriters and producers of his generation. He's worked with everyone from Adele to Beyonce to the Jonas Brothers. I talked to Ryan about his early career, relationship with money, time management, and collaborations during this podcast episode. Ryan, welcome to Five Questions. Thanks for having me. How did your parents encourage you to play music and sing starting at age three? And how, what role do they play in your career today? I was forced to. So encouragement would be like a very loose term at age three. Here's a piano. You're taking lessons. And then that was up until age 12. It was like, you're not getting out of this. If you want to play drums, you got to play piano. And then finally I quit at age 11 or 12. I got frustrated with my piano teacher. I got in a fight with him. About a month after I stopped taking lessons, I started playing for fun. And then I became obsessed. As far as encouraging me beyond that, they bought me a drum kit when I was 12. Yeah. My parents forced me to play piano, but then gave up after a year. I'd be like, I'm doing this for you. I'm going to have a great recital, but this isn't for me long-term. Speaking of your childhood, you didn't grow up with much money and you graduated college fully in debt. How have these life circumstances affected your relationship with money now that you're wealthy? I had this exact conversation yesterday with a new friend of mine, Rob McElhaney. We ended up on the same place on vacation a year ago and hit it off. And then we have a mutual friend who introduced us and we discovered that our upbringings were very, very similar. You know, there were moments in my very young age where first, let's say six, seven, seven years of my life were well, well below the poverty line. Then my mom got remarried but we never, it was a very, very frugal, frugal upbringing. And there was, there was no excess. So that sticks with you. And Rob and I yesterday discussed how the hustle that I have in the side hustles, right? Music is my main love. That's my passion, but I'm doing venture capital or or commercial real estate or starting a business and investing in dozens and dozens of companies. First of all, you like to win. So there's that kind of mentality that's hardwired into me from sports for like years and years. But when you couple that with the memory of debt, the memory of not having money, it's an albatross. It's, I would lose sleep. I would get like heart murmurs. You know, it's like financial stress might be the single worst kind of stress on earth. It is. And it affects everything else. So aside from being the lead singer of One Republic, you're also a top producer. How do you manage your time between both while pursuing other projects and having a social life? It's very tricky. I move at a very, very quick pace. And sometimes these things bleed into each other and it just happens. For me, I have a team. Pretty much everything I do I have at least one person who is as engaged and has as much to benefit or lose as I do in that endeavor. I hire good people. I try to surround myself with good people, especially if it's a a field that I'm not super well-versed in. Quote that I say all the time, and I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to be facetious, but I like to be the dumbest person at the table. If it's something that's new, it's like, I want to be me. And then the other three people have 60 years on me in that thing. If it's beverage, if it's CPG, if it's tech, if it's film and TV, I'm always approach it from this point of deference and wanting to learn as much as I can from them. If I'm, if it's just me carrying the sack around all, at all times, trying to do all the stuff, I couldn't do it. So I have good help. That's number one. And in terms of time balance, one of the guys in my band, Brent, helps so much, especially on this album and the last one. The first three albums, I was carrying 90% of the weight load for all songs. I was doing the lyrics, doing the melody, doing the music, and it became... You know, it worked, thank God, but it took so much out of me. And now I've got a guy in my band that stepped up to the plate and realized I needed help and is delivered. So that allows Wonder Public to go on. 
With TV and film, I have phenomenal partners. I have four or five TV series that I've now sold and two feature films. Nobody that I know that is active as I am achieves perfect work-life balance. I have days where I go, today was perfectly balanced. You have to be in the constant pursuit of finding that balance. Very, very, very few people live in that balance and that's okay. Exactly. Like I, instead of work-life balance, I believe in <clears throat> work-life integration or harmony. And I think that it, you know, 60, 40, 60 professional, 40 personal, for instance, yep. that could be a balance for that individual. And that's going to yep. change maybe every day, every week, every year, like who knows. Yep. And yep. one of the things that you're, you're doing and you know, I'm doing as well as we both teach classes on what our expertise mm -hmm. is, and that's become more popular. And I, I think anyone who's achieved success, I think teaching a class online that's scalable to help more people makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So when you're writing and producing a new song, how do you integrate the artist's personality into the music? Anyone that knew me as a child knew that I was a mimic. I do to this day in every, like almost every session, the writers are like, Ryan, do your impersonation so-and-so, do your impersonation of so-and-so. I can pretty much do a dead-on impersonation of a lot of different people. Like I literally close my eyes and I'm like, I'm writing something from Miley Cyrus, close my eyes. And like in that moment, I'm Miley. Like I know her well enough. I understand where her voice sounds great. And I would do that whether it was Adele or Jonas Brothers or Little Nas X. I mean, you have to ideally spend time with the person to tap into their like psyche. I need to know, are you in a relationship? Are you not? Obviously I listen to familiarize myself with the previous songs they've put out that were successful, but you don't want to copy those. But at least it gives you an idea for subject matter. And then if you really want to cheat code, you go on their Insta their socials and that's how you figure out what they're into. And then really and truly when I'm singing, I'm doing everything I can to sing, to phrase words in the way they would phrase them. And that's where the mimic like impersonation thing kicks in. Yeah. So basically you do your due diligence before you meet anyone, before you even go on a job interview, you want to do some scrubbing of maybe their LinkedIn profile, maybe what they're sharing online. Yep. But it's also the secret sauce, because a lot of people could do that, is you have a certain gut for this. And, and that probably can, is connected to growing up with music at age three. And what's your best piece of career advice? If you want plan A to work, do not have a plan B. What if plan A doesn't I work? I don't believe in plan B. You have to scramble for a plan B. I don't believe in plan Bs. You have, I, a, you have a second plan A. I fundamentally, exactly. I fundamentally do not believe in plan Bs. I think that is the most dangerous thing in the world is to give yourself a, a backdoor exit while you're pursuing plan A. Do you think that Columbus got in that boat and was like, well, if this doesn't work, I mean, no, it was, he was lying about how many, how far they had traveled and how many, you know, how many miles they had gone. He was lying to the whole crew because there was only plan A. And so I think that that is fundamentally, how bad do you want it? You know, and, and, and the only other addendum to that, I would say, and this is not necessarily a plan B, but this is what I personally did in my twenties. I, I gave myself a five-year window. You don't want to be original. The 37 year old that's that's been writing songs or acting for 17 years and still just not can't pay rent. I gave myself a, a five year window. I said in five years, I'm going to make it in music or I'm going to make it in something else. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Ryan. To follow his journey, you can listen to his new album, Human, and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares his latest music, performances, friends, and travels. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>